Bang, bang, biatch. I have returned for another week of horror, goodness, and shenanigans. With me this week is the man himself. The weird beard, the facial hair disaster that is Buddy. Hey. Buddy, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm glad to be here. It's not Your facial hair is not a disaster. <laughs> it is, it's, it's strange to me because it, it, some weeks I feel like it's longer. And then it's shorter, and then it's lo- even longer than it was the previous week, the, the week after that. Yeah. Do, are you putting, are, do you have like beard extensions that you're putting on? How Be did honest. you know? Be honest. How did you know? I, I keep a running tally of your beard length. I'm obsessed with your beard, is what I'm, I'm here to tell you. Yeah, wait till next week, it'll be like three feet long. It will be, and then the week after that, you will have zero beard, and yeah. then the week after that, it'll be nine feet long. What the fuck is going on? What's up with you, man? How are you? Oh, doing great. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Long day at work, I, I suspect? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, it was a good day, though, for the most on. part. Yeah, right yeah. Right on. You're looking spry. Yeah. You're looking more chipper than you did last week. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Right on, man. Uh, Miss Monica is not with us this week. She's dealing with medical fiascos and diverticulitis and her mom's falling apart at the seams and all kinds of other nonsense. Let's all wish her the best and hope she gets back to us next week. I'm sure she will. She's tough like that. Uh, in the meantime, dudes, we got a regular horror show to get into. Yeah. Horror news, listener mail, movie or two to talk about. Horror on the high seas, buddy, mm, is what yeah. we're doing. My, my uh, six-year-old son, Deacon, has a joke that he loves to parade out. Shall mm. I regale you? Oh, yeah, definitely. You ready for this? I'm ready. This is a, this is a good six-year-old joke. Okay. What did the pirate get on his report card? Oh, no. What? Seven C's. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. (laughs) Woo! I got dad jokes for days. That that's not making the cut, though. I'll be honest with you. That's like a nice, that's a soft six. Yeah. Is what I'd say. All right, here we go. (laughs) Now that we're done berating my son, let's get into some horror news, buddy. What do you say? Oh, yeah. horror news what do you got dude all right from the producer of the reef comes new australian shark attack movie great white Mm. 
Yes, inspired by true events. Hmm, shocking. Mm, of course. Taps into our most primal fear of the deep and delivers stuff from nightmares in the form of Ocean's most dangerous apex predator. So what else can what 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 can you show us in the range of a shark movie that we haven't already seen? Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, basically, it's not long enough before their idyllic trip turns into a living hell when they become abandoned miles from shore and a grave danger from what lurks below the surface. Their only chance of making it out alive is to get to the beach. But two great white sharks hunting them, the odds are not in their favor. What ensues is a battle for survival of the most epic proportions against nature's most lethal predators. Sounds, sounds like, like every, every single, single other shark yeah. movie ever made, <laughs> right? Ever. I get it. We've seen, dude, at this point we've seen uh sharks flying through the air. We've seen robot sharks ridden by Nazi zombies. We've seen sharks in shopping malls. We've seen ghost sharks. We even saw sharks in an Arkansas women's prison for Christ's mm-hmm. sake. Well, here's where it's different. Okay, I'm interested. So basically, it's a story of seaplane operators and lovers. There's the difference. I'm not interested. <laughs> seaplane <laughs> operators and lovers. Yeah. You lost me. <laughs> You already lost me. There you go. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Maskers uh, confirms a new movie sequel is with Old Man Leatherface. Oh. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. They're they're trying to Halloween it. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, it's direct. It's a directed sequel, and it's the same character. It is Old Man Leatherface is what he says. Well, I mean... All right, whatever. I mean, in a way, it kind of sounds cool because he says everything is classic old school gags. A lot of the approach that they had with Evil Dead, uh, never VFX to do everything on camera. It's very old school approach to filmmaking. Vintage, vintage lenses is very similar to the original film. That's fine. Yeah. I, I kind of felt feel like that we're we're kind of beating a dead horse. Yeah. With with Leatherface. I know, especially old man Leatherface. It's like really. They're trying. They're trying to Halloween it. They're trying mm-hmm. to Halloween uh, 2018 it. Mm-hmm. Which isn't necessarily a bad idea, because there's really not a lot of continuity in that franchise, Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw Massacre. Um, if they manage to tie it into Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I would love to see some continuity in that franchise. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw 1, love it. Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. 2, more of a comedy, but still love it. There are some tie-ins there, if you're really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Chainsaw 3, Leatherface, has nothing to do with anything, really. Uh, right. After that, we go to the remakes, which are a completely different oh, yeah. family and Leatherface and mythos and everything. So we can just pretty much pretend they never happened. Which brings us to uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D, which in theory should be a sequel, but at the same time, the chronology doesn't quite match. Right. And then that brings us to Leatherface, the prequel, which I guess does match in a weird way if you can take it as a prequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and leave it at that. Right. So I, I guess I guess we can we can sure. Why not? I mean, <laughs> assuming we're going to stick with the Sawyer family mm-hmm. and that that mythos and that franchise. Um, I think I think we have to kind of write Texas Chainsaw 3D off. Off. And just yeah. pretend that one never happened. Right. Cuz I mean there's some names that get dropped in there, but other than that, it doesn't it doesn't really fit. Mm-hmm. Time-wise. Right. So there's that. I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not a Texas Chainsaw <clears throat> scholar. 
buddy. <laughs> no. And I feel I feel like you're judging me right now with that <laughs> smile on your face. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> and Showtime orders a pilot episode of Vampire Series, Let the Right One In. With uh, Demian Bichur mm-hmm. set to star. Um, you've seen Let the Right One In. Oh yeah, you've seen Let Me In. Mm-hmm. What, which one do you like better? Let the Right One In. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um, I, I would like to get more into the backstory. Well, that's good because the series is both a love letter to the original film and a story entirely their own. Okay, I'm yeah. interested. Uh, casting true artists like uh, Demian. Uh, epitomizes their blood aspiration to be one of the most terrifying shows on TV and one of the most moving. That's that's what you got to do. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, if you think about it, Let the Right One In, great film, not all that scary. Right. You know what she is. She's a fucking vampire. Mm-hmm. And later on, when you get that weird crotch shot, you're like, oh, she's actually a dude or something. Or, I don't know, because it's kind of weird. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of room and there's a lot... But, you're more at that point. You're more invested in these characters right. and what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. So scary, not so much, but definitely on the high drama. Definitely draws you in and into the the you know the trials and tribulations of this poor young man who's uh, growing up in a I guess a divorced house where his dad is possibly gay. I never really understood what what was going on there, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm into it. I'll check it out. Yeah. And uh, Peacock, familiar with the... Uh, the streaming the service streaming? or whatever yeah. the shit it is. Yeah. So Peacock is planning a trip into the Bermuda Triangle of Mexico with okay. a sci-fi series, The Zone of Silence. Okay. Uh, basically, the series follows a husband-wife UFO hunting team suffering from a strange marriage, a strained marriage, who investigate the real-life Bermuda Triangle of Mexico, known for its bizarre phenomena and rumors of a hidden alien culture preparing for attack. Yeah. Doesn't that sound weird? (laughs) It's a little too X-Files for me. Right? I'm not an aliens kind of a dude. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm a xenomorph kind of a dude. But that's why why I could never get into X-Files. Yeah. You know? Because... Oh, somebody got abducted. It's aliens. Oh, somebody, uh, this guy had a baby with an extra head. It's aliens. Yeah. Bermuda Triangle. It's oh, aliens. it's because of aliens. It's always aliens. Yeah. It's aliens. It's mm-hmm. fine. I'm not an aliens kind. You know, give me like a like a scary, give me like a, a kaiju alien. Oh, yeah. Give me give me something like the facehuggers from the Aliens franchise. Yeah. Give me something scary. Mm-hmm. Don't just give me these bizarro mysteries when the, the answer is always aliens. Right. That's just, and, that's and hopefully just they don't wait till the end of the movie just to show something, yeah, <laughs> like a hint of something. Yeah, I don't care for that either. I don't care for <laughs> yeah. that. It pisses me off, especially if it's disappointing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like you got me all this way. Oh, it's one of those little gray guys with the big eyes. Oh, go fuck yourself. That's a twelve-year-old kid in a monkey suit. Get the fuck <laughs> right. out of here with that. Well, that's all I got. What do you got? Hey, speaking of xenomorphs, buddy, are you ready for some xenomorph Easter eggs? Oh, yeah. That you can purchase at Walmart this Easter. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you think about that? They come with aliens' toys inside. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. I love it. I love yeah. that. I'm going to get a... Di- uh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of I'm kind of slowly walking my son through horror franchises. Mm-hmm. He made it through Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Flying colors. Nice. Why? Boobies. Mm-hmm. Lots of boobies. Oh, yeah. Tried to get him to go through the Candyman franchise. 
Made it about 14 minutes into the first one. Bored, and, huh? And no, scared. Oh. Yeah, too many mirrors in this house. No, so I was no. like, Daddy, no. Daddy, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah. All right, all right, all right, buddy. I get it. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking maybe Aliens is the, the next franchise. Yeah, it's got action. Are. It does. Yeah. You know, suspense, mm-hmm. Space Marines. He loves Space Marines. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Rob Zombie's new album just came out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Already downloaded it. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to play you a little snippy snip of it for, mm. for the show. Uh, it's called... This guy loves himself some wordy albums. Mm-hmm. This one, the Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like? Why? Put a bunch of words in a hat every grab one. I think one. so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eclipse, lunar. Okay, you come over here. And <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy. We'll put you at the end. <laughs> Painted on everybody's chest. Pretty much. Or yeah. Ah! <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, I already listened. I listened to it this morning. Um, it's not. It, it's um, it's very Rob Zombie. Okay, I will say that. You know, I'm going to play you a little snippet uh, during the break of the show. I think you're going to like it. Uh, Joe Cornish and John Boyego are working on a possible sequel to Attack the Block. Oh, what do you think of that? No, I'll be all right. I like to attack the block. I don't know. I mean. Where do you go from there? I, I don't know, man. What, we'll the, find out. The aliens are going to come back and attack the exact same uh, apartment building? That <laughs> yeah. would be kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, it would. You know? Same one. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited for that. I'll check it out either way because I like the original. Uh, are you following this Van Helsing show no. on sci-fi? Mm-mm. Are you following anything on sci-fi? No. Me neither. Do you even have sci-fi? Nope. Me neither. <laughs> what, uh, the last show I watched on sci-fi was Face Off. I liked that one. Oh, yeah? That's the one where they, it was like a reality show where they brought in all the special effects artists. Oh, they okay. They had the judges and they would judge the, the makeups that they did and stuff okay. like that. Hmm. I was into that one. Uh, I haven't watched it in like uh, probably five, six years now. Wow. But uh, Van Helsing, which is apparently a show on sci-fi, is returning this April for its fifth and final season. Wow, five seasons. That I mean, dude, what was that? Uh, uh, the fucking uh, not World War Z, but the Z something Z, Z Nation. Z Nation. Yeah, they rode that horse into the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm not. Uh, I can't get into anything on sci-fi. No, it's hard. I tried. I tried uh, Defiance. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. I I tried. It was, it was supposed to be like a Western set with like all these alien species in a uh, post-apocalyptic Earth. Hmm. Every episode was exactly the same. All these alien species living in a small town hate each other. Every single episode, they have to learn to work together to overcome something. Oh, jeez. Re- rinse and repeat, mm-hmm. buddy, for 13 episodes. Almost sounds like Westworld. Stupid. <laughs> Westworld was much better. <laughs> Westworld had hot... Uh, robot sex. And <laughs> yeah. I like hot robot sex. There's a bordello in there and stuff. And you could... <laughs> I'm sure there's a fucking website or something. Anyway, that's all we got on the horror news, you knucklehead. You ready for some listener mail? Oh, yeah. Let's get it on. Listener mail. 
Hey, we got emails and voicemails and all kinds of stuff happening here. Let's start it off right here in Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Hey, cowboy. Subject line, quick shot. (laughs) Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Super quick tonight. Been home with sick dogs. Oh, no. That's a motherfucker, man. Mm -hmm. Sick dogs are the worst because they're sick and that sucks, but they're now going to wreck your house. There's going to be fluid and mm-hmm. coming out of various places right and your house is going to smell like a, a heady mixture of like disinfectant and dog refuse and um other vomit just bad it's mm-hmm. going to be bad uh mary enjoyable movie with a good reason to buy boats new Side note, I'm down for a haunted boat ride, but until then, I'll stick to my kayaks. And yes, if you want to kayak, I have two, and we'll share. I would love to kayak. I'll do a kayak situation. Uh, I will say with Serbian film, first watch I fell asleep halfway through. Can't blame work for that. But I plan on watching it either tomorrow or Saturday when I'm not exhausted. My thanks to Darian for loaning me from the vault. And my next question slash request is, goriest movie you all can think of. I'm a gore hound and always enjoy it. Mm. Oh, that's a tough one. Well, I guess it really depends on like what kind of gore you're you're talking about. Are you looking for just like blood and guts like by the gallon? Or are you looking for more of a visceral, like violent experience? Because gore by definition would just be like practical effects mixed with uh, viscera. And while that is technically gory... I don't know that it would necessarily qualify as, like, visually disturbing. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted, like, buckets of blood, per se, um, I would probably go with Cannibal Holocaust is pretty bad. Because it's got, like, actual animal mutilation. Um, What else is out there? Oh, uh, Headless is pretty gnarly. Um... There, there's some bad ones. Uh, oh, what is that? Uh, not slaughtered vomit. Oh, American guinea pig. It's a. It, the movie huh. itself is dumb as shit. Basically, what it is, and uh, our old friend Sean hooked me up with a copy of it. Uh, these two guys abduct these two chicks, mm-hmm. right? And that's like the first five minutes of the movie. The remaining hour and twenty-two minutes is them meticulously dissecting these two chicks. Uh, that 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 that's about the whole of the movie. Hmm. Like at one point, this weird guy in a Satan mask comes in and like yells at him, and then um, they go back. I mean, it's more of a special effects workshop, but it's not that good, to be honest oh, with you. Right? You can tell these two chicks are like uh, their their heads are in the table, and then their bodies are actually like those sex dolls or whatever, filled with pork chops mm-hmm. and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. you know it's i mean it's it's plenty gory if that's what you're into and if you want really want to sit through that cowboy i watched it uh i did a whole lot of fast forwarding <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's like okay now they're gonna cut her leg off oh, fast yeah. forward fast forward fast forward okay now the other leg fast forward fast forward fast forward i'm waiting for something to happen i'm waiting for like a cop to get involved or I'm waiting for some kind of a story here, and it's it's just not happening. It's just these two knuckleheads. Speaking of cops, I think you had me watch one that was pretty gory. Uh, was it mm. Tokyo Gore Police? Tokyo Gore Police, yeah. yeah. That movie doesn't make a lick of sense no. to me. <laughs> uh, what happens? Uh, chi- uh, 
oh, uh, there's like a virus going around. And if you catch the virus, one of your limbs will fall off and be replaced with some kind of an automatic weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. No, why not? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, that's something to think about. Uh, what else we got here? I will say with uh, I have notes from last week's show, and we'll drop them later. If you all do letterbox, let me know. I'd enjoy seeing what you watched. Back to cleaning up and caring for the dogs. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. All right. Good luck with those dogs. There. Yeah, man, that sucks. I hate I hate sick do- sick dogs. I hate sick anything really. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least with my wife and kids, they can make it to the bathroom and they can tell you what's wrong and they can tell you. You know, <laughs> hey. Shouldn't have had those carnitas last night. Yeah. I told you not to eat those fucking carnitas last night. <laughs> and now look at you. Hadn't it? Shouldn't have had those shots of Jameson. All right. We got some uh, listener voicemails here, buddy. All right. Let's kick things off down in the, the boogie down south with the brick wall of people that call into the podcast. Here comes Mr. Alan Chacha. Hey, Alan. Padded room, what's up? What's up Hope Alan? everybody's doing good. Yeah. Um, would Monica be that uh, ghost of war? I think is what it's called. I'm ninety nine percent sure she is. Horror adrift. I like the idea because uh, that's actually like I love water, but I'm always afraid of like getting caught out in it with no way to I guess get back or being trapped on it anyway. I agree. Hmm. Y'all have a good one. Talk to y'all later. Bye. I agree 100%. Alan. Yeah. Just being stuck in op- open water to me is terrifying. Oh, yeah. Uh, sharks can <clears> get <throat> you. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably your easiest out. Yeah. Right? Um, painful. Painful, but you're going to bleed out pretty quick. Yeah. Um, Dehydration. Dr- drowning sucks. Dehydration. Yeah. Uh, what else? Fucking Cthulhu. Let's not, <laughs> let's yeah. not write off Cthulhu, man. He's looking for dudes out there. Uh, but just just being afloat, you don't know where you're going. You yeah. don't know where you be. You don't even know if you're pointed in the right direction, man. Mm-hmm. As you look around, it's just nothing anywhere yep. ever. That sucks. Fuck that, man. There's a certain hopelessness that comes with that, you know. Yeah. Like, say you're stuck in the woods. At least you can keep moving in a direction. Yeah. Make fire. Make fire. You, there are things you can do to better your situation. Eat leaves. Yeah. You know, take a dump. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help anything. It'd be kind of weird in the water. Oh, crap, it's a floater. This oh, sucks. shit. <laughs> Start right. splashing it yeah. away. <laughs> now I'm going to drown, and I got flies. Yeah. Fuck. hope that shit turn doesn't oh, float in my mouth. God damn it. <laughs> uh, let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Monica's pot boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerate? We Great. Made. I hope everyone is doing well. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a shocker. All three hosts last week. Can you believe that? And then how do I repay that uh, surprise? But I, I think I might have even missed the uh, timeline to get in this week. I don't no, know. No, you're whatever. in. You made, you made it. I guess if I did, I guess you'll hear this next week. Sure. Uh, anyway, hey, real quick, Miss Monica was saying, hey, I don't remember uh, Friday the 13th Part 9, Jason Goes to Hell. You don't want I to. i got to watch that again. No, you don't. Miss Monica, do not fucking don't watch that shit. <laughs> this it's like sometimes you know people are like, "Oh, that movie's so terrible!" It's so ter-. and then they talk it up so much yeah. where you're like, "No, I gotta actually see that." You know, I'm no. gonna see is it really that? Is that fucking bad? So terrible! It's is good. There yeah. Fucking nothing redeemable about it. It's nope. a horrible nope. piece of shit. A complete mm-hmm. fucking waste of time. 
there was the very first, uh, what, 10 minutes, I guess? The, yeah. It's kind of cool. FBI Because trap. it's like a thing where everybody actually believes in Jason, everybody knows about Jason, and yeah. they got like this whole SWAT team out there to yeah. get him. Mm-hmm. After that, it's a fucking giant piece of shit, a waste of time. There's so many better ways to fucking spend an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, you rewatch the thing, you know, totally. you could fucking... I don't know. You could catch up on your like leprechaun movies. You could cut eh. your fucking tits off. I don't anything. Don't, just don't cut, watch that. Piece don't of cut your tits bad, off. Bad <laughs> there. Um, you know, I have no idea uh, who you are this month. Although, as I always seem to say, it sounds familiar, and I know I'll be like, "Ah, oh, goddammit, I should have known that one." Let's go some war. Sometimes when I say that, it's uh, I'm like, "What the fuck? I don't know that shit anyway." Yeah. Uh, real quick, the what are you looking at department? Yeah. Um, I got to catch uh, two flicks. I'm, I'm still trying to to get you know new movies like sure. uh, like our good buddy uh, fucking Tim. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in, kind of uh, he's encouraged. He's not encouraged me, but uh, he's inspired me, I should say, to uh, try and catch more newer flicks. Sure. Stop rewatching you know shit you've seen a dozen times. And so anyway, I caught one called uh, Galaxy of Horrors. It's like a hmm. An anthology. Mm-hmm. I believe it was. I believe it was on uh, Prime. Okay. Uh, not so great. Um, I should have known when it. Uh, like in the descriptor, it says like you know has a wraparound and there's like eight fucking stories in there. Yeah. There's oh. Eight fucking stories. That's a bit much. Like in yeah. an hour and forty minutes. Yeah. I should have looked at the clues and been like, no, nah, they're not going to be able to do anything. No. And it turned out, yeah, there's like one or two decent ones. The wraparound is kind of whatever. I don't hmm. know. It's, I didn't care for it, so I'd recommend stay away from that. All right. I did catch... GP. That'll happen. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, man. I'm kind of burnt on the anthologies. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's only so much you can do in 20 minutes, horror-wise. Right. You got re- You don't have time for character development. You can't, like, as a viewer, you can't really invest in any of the characters because you don't know them. Mm -hmm. So, really, all you have time for is violent, horrible deaths and hope that you can elicit some kind of a guttural reaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Raft, Creepshow 2. That's a good example of one. Um, If you can compare, like, um, what else? Father's Day, Creepshow 1. Oh, yeah. Not bad, but you didn't really like any of the characters. You were kind of rooting for Zombie Dad, the Mm -hmm. murder victim. I don't know, man. I just I see I see an anthology these days, and I'm like, unless there's some kind of a gimmick behind it, like a VHS or something <clears> like that, I just I just keep moving. That's yeah. just me, though. Uh, he called back. G motherfucking P. G motherfucking P. Hell yeah! I'm actually glad that happened because it reminded me of something else I want to talk about. But oh, let okay. me finish my thoughts on the. What are you looking at? Uh, sure. The Lords of Chaos. Ooh. I know you guys have uh, talked about this one before. Yes. I, I've been wanting to see the flick forever because uh, I'd actually read the book a bit ago. Oh, nice. So I was kind of into into some of that music, you know, some of the Cradle of Filth sure. and shit like that. But, nice. Um, man, that was a really good flick. I, I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I agree. Um, even with, you know, oh, there's inaccurate. Who gives a fuck, man? Yeah. Have a good time. Enjoy the fucking movie. I highly recommend anybody that hasn't seen it, that's into metal at all, give this one a shot. It's really good. Sure. Um, the thing I wanted to talk about also, and I kind of got uh, sidetracked there, was Friday the 13th Part 9. Oh, we're going back to Is that, that <laughs> canon? 
Um, and what, the reason I bring that up is, if you remember, uh, Creighton Duke was saying, like, uh, fucking, ah, uh, only a Voorhees can kill a Voorhees. Right. So it got me thinking, like, fucking, in part one, Pamela Voorhees is killed by Alice. Does that mean Alice is a Voorhees? Because she's dead. Pamela is definitely fucking dead. No, right. There's no, there was no coming back on her. I, yeah. uh, does that mean that Alice was a Voorhees, or was it Alice was a Voorhees, or Pamela was a Voorhees by marriage, so it didn't carry over to her? Hmm. I don't fucking know, but one thing I want all the fucking uh, inmates to recognize, okay, is if that is canon, I believe we are saying it is, Okay, that only a Voorhees can kill a Voorhees, sure. and I have Jason and this year's Terror Dome, <laughs> so I'd like that to be on every <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch, this guy. Love you like family. Bye. Oh, <laughs> I just realized, if you guys don't hear this till next week, there's probably going to be four fucking messages for me next week. I hope you all do get this this week. Anyway, love you we like family. It. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Thanks, Tom Hardy. This motherfucker is already <laughs> trying to loophole us with his Voorhees phenomenon. <laughs> That's so funny. He makes an interesting point, though. I, I have never thought of Jason Goes to Hell as canon for the Friday the 13th franchise. Right. There, the, the only reason I never really liked that movie, I would show it to my friends uh, when I was in high school just because Freddy's arm comes out at the end and grabs the hockey mask. Mm-hmm. That's the only high point of that movie for me. Right. Um, looking back and having just rewatched the whole franchise, it, I, w- I was going to say maybe it's not as bad as part eight, but I think I will take part eight over part nine. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Jason Goes to Hell? Uh, it's been a long time. See, and that's that's even even harder because I'm watching it with my six year old son. The whole thing, and he's like, he can recall like the events of the previous. We did it. We did it like uh, probably about ten days. We went through the whole thing. So mm-hmm. he's like, okay, so that's uh, her brother. He's in part four, uh, but she was the one that died in part three. That makes sense. Okay, and then okay, she survived part one, but then she got killed at the beginning of part two, and that kind of makes sense. And then you get to part eight, and he's like, how does toxic waste in a sewer de-age you to the age of nine? And I'm like, that, I don't know, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> that doesn't to, make any sense. You just have to write that off. But he's like, okay, well, that's kind of weird, but I'll buy into it. And then we get to, uh, that was part eight. Then we get to part nine, where Jason is now, once again, full-on undead in this walking corpse, where we left him at the end of part eight as this little boy in a sewer. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "How does that make sense?" And I, I don't. Uh, some, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just go with it. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I for, for as far as I go, uh, Tom Hardy and my own personal beliefs in in the Jason Voorhees seven mythos, and I like seven. Eight doesn't make a lot of sense at all. Um, but it's like if you. Technically, that is the end of the Friday the 13th franchise. Mm-hmm. Because after that, it just goes, Jason goes to hell, uh, Jason X. Right. So, if you wanted to just call it a Friday the 13th franchise, I'll sign off on part 8. Even though the ending doesn't make a lick of sense or how the hell he got to fucking New York. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense either. Right. Um, but, uh, it, it, well, whatever. It's a, it's a it's an ending. It's not mm-hmm. a good one, but it is an ending. Right. Um, 
Nine and ten. Mm, meh. <laughs> yeah. I say meh on those two. All right. That's all we got on the listener mail there, buddy. Do you have anything for Tom Hardy, Alan, or the Cowboy? Thanks, everybody, for calling and writing in. Absolutely. Get your Terradome picks in soon, inmates. Uh, don't buy into Tom Hardy's line of crap about Voorhees is killing Voorhees. We're just going <laughs> to pretend that that didn't ever happen. Right? Who, who likes Creighton Duke anyway? <laughs> Not me. None of that made any sense, Mm-mm. Tom Hardy. Uh, we got a movie to get into, amigo. You ready for this? Yeah. Let's go onto the high seas. The seven seas. <laughs> In this boat, I see our future. Catch and it needs work. I thought this was something we could finally make ours. Something that could take us to a better place. Yeah! <laughs> Mary has an imaginary friend now. I hear her talking to her all night. Don't play with scary Mary. Mary! I'm seeing things that I can't explain. Every time this ship went out onto open water, people disappeared. The thing about boats is there's nowhere to run. We should turn back. We're too far to turn back. You think you can erase the past? I don't want to hear any more about curses. Oh, my God. You thought you could bring your family to the sea. You ruined everything you love. It all belongs to her now. Mary. Mary, come on. It's Mary from 2019. This one got 4.4 stars on IMDb. Directed by Michael Goy. Written by Anthony Jiswinski. Stars Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. Emily Mortimer and Stephanie Scott. Um, I give it a 4.4. I guess that's good. Yeah. It wasn't that great. It's not the best thing I've ever seen. No. To be honest with you. And it's kind of... Well, we'll get into that. But... Uh, how weird is it seeing Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman playing just a normal, regular old dude? Right? Right? Yeah. Co- Commissioner Gordon. Mm. A one-eyed pimp. Yeah. An undead count. Yeah. And now this fucking guy. <laughs> Dave, the, the loser sea boat captain. We want you to play normal. Uh, I don't really do normal. I don't know if you notice that or not. Right. Gary Oldman doesn't sound like that. I'm sure he's very distinguished. It'd be, be kind of weird if he sounded like Biff Malibu in person. Right. Hey, bro. I don't even do. Do you even know who I am or what? <laughs> Gary Oldman, okay? <laughs> I'm like a doctor and stuff. Uh, 
So that's we start off with a ship out on the open water, mm-hmm. and it is on fire. And there are um, rescue ships headed towards it as fast as they can. And apparently there was some kind of an explosion. And then we're going to cut to Jacksonville, Florida, about uh, 14 nautical miles away, where the rescue attempts are coming. It's like a, a landing point for these rescue attempts. We mm-hmm. meet, uh, well, we don't meet anybody yet, but there's a... Middle-aged woman, um, she's been a little banged up, and, you know, there's cops there and paramedics, and they're, they're trying to, you know, make sure she's okay. And then she's then taken away to a, I assume, a Coast Guard facility where she's going to answer some questions about um, the explosion and what the hell happened. So we're going to meet this young lady. Her name is Sarah, and she is the wife of the captain of the boat that was on fire a minute ago. And she's being interrogated by um, a, I don't know, does, does the Coast Guard have like detectives or do you think this was a Jacksonville detective? I don't know how like oh. murder at sea works per se. Yeah. There's got to be like some kind of a law enforcement branch that deals with that. I yeah, don't know I who it is. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's uh, she, some kind of a detective or some kind of a official uh, questioning her as to what the fuck happened out there. Um, at this point, uh, we, we discover that Sarah's two younger daughters have also been rescued from the uh, explosion or mm-hmm. whatever it was, and that's great. But they're being held separately, and uh, Sarah has to answer some questions before she can see them. So now we're going to cut to four months earlier, and this is where the story of Mary picks up. Uh, four months prior to this, a ship was found abandoned off the Florida coast. It's the titular Mary. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, what's called a catch catch. It's, it's basically a small sailing craft. Yeah. Um, I would say probably about 40 feet long, uh, sails by wind power probably has a small motor on board also. Um, it's probably about the size of my house more or less. Maybe a little bit bigger, or probably smaller. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it, narrower. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and uh, it was just abandoned, and the Coast Guard rolls up on it, and they uh, board. It looks like it's been out there for a while. Oh yeah, a lot of uh, wood damage. Sails are all ripped and torn, and they're furled also, which means it's literally been adrift, not headed in any particular direction. Uh, they roll up on there. They board the craft. Um, they go below deck. And that's where, like, some spooky shit happens. It's all dark down there. And then you see one of the, the Coast Guard members open a door. And then there's a big jump scare and cut back to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Back to Jackson, Jacksonville Beach, I suppose, where we're going to meet some of our main characters. Now, we have uh, Gary Oldman playing Dave. He's a tour boat captain. Yeah. And a bit of a loser. Yeah. Well, not a, he's not a loser. I shouldn't call him that. He's more of a... Uh, sailing is his passion, and that's great. Uh, he, it's like a dead end road for him. Yeah, he kind of, I th- kind of feel like he's feels like he's a loser because mm-hmm. you know he's working for tips and he takes them on these little day tours of the water out there. Doing it too long, just tired of it. Yeah, and uh, there's some, some some weird shit. Well, not necessarily weird. We'll get the full scoop, but there's some drama on the marina mm-hmm. there where he docks and stuff. We'll get to that in a second. Um, his wife texts him, Sarah, the survivor from the explosion, mm-hmm. says, hey, there's a, uh, a, a high-end sailboat for auction. Why don't you stop by and check it out on the way home? And he says, all right. 
South by checks it out. It's there. It's fine. But just docked next to it is Mary. Mm-hmm. And she's all fucked up. And he starts looking around at Mary. <clears throat> gets gets Mary for a, I guess, like some kind of a discount because she needs a lot of work. Right. But he's nostalgic because I guess his dad owned a boat just like Mary. So he's like, oh, yeah. And there's a figurehead on Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, a figurehead, for those of you that don't know, is... Um, you know, you see these old pirate movies. They always have like a uh, animal head or something right at the uh, statueish. So yeah, kind of. It's right at the bow of the ship, mm-hmm. and it kind of, I don't know. It's I don't know what what the. I guess it just gives like some kind of identity to the ship mm-hmm. more than anything else. The figurehead on Mary is the upper bust of a young lady, mm-hmm. and she's got like her hair pulled back and her arms folded behind her, and um, you could tell it's very old. Yeah, but you you get the idea of what it is. He's like, oh, she sure needs some work, and the guy's like, yeah, I'll give her give her to you for next to nothing. So, side, I mean, without another word, Dave goes ahead and buys Mary, mm-hmm. and then uh, from there we cut to the wife in an apartment somewhere. Dave and Sarah have two daughters, one teenager, one I don't know, maybe eight nine years old, give or take, mm-hmm. and the younger one is also named Mary. Buddy. Wow. The two Marys. Oh, Tale my of goodness. two Marys is what it is. Right. <laughs> uh, that's uh, kind of ironic for a second. Now, Dave has to come home. Well, actually, uh, Sarah and the girls go to him, but he has to break the news that he just bought this boat as an impulse buy. Yeah. Not now, the one that was recommended. No. <laughs> no. And uh, not only that, now I make impulse buys, yeah. buddy. I'll be the first to admit. I want you to buy the blue one. Oh, here's the red one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I decided to buy uh, $300 in horror movies instead. So that's what I did. Yeah. You son of a bitch! <laughs> I can't take them back. There's a no refund policy, so I guess we just have to keep them. <laughs> Burn the receipt. <laughs> um, she's... A little pissed, but a little nervous, but at the same time, it's a huge gamble. And Dave's plan here is to restore Mary and then start offering uh, basically trips around the, like tours of the Caribbean uh, on Mary to tours. Mm Kind of like an antique. Yeah, I get that. Uh, A couple of problems. Number one, I, I don't think you can fit any more people on Mary than Dave, his family, and the two guys that help him pilot that so right. that's a bit of a, a bit of an issue mm-hmm. unless of course private tours dave wants to just take them out there by himself but from what i gather watching this movie that tour would probably take at least a week maybe longer 10 right. days maybe i don't know just something to think about uh sarah's all kind of bent about per the impulse buy and she's like we can barely make ends meet and all this shit and he's like hey this is our future and this is what we're going to do it's going to be great Eventually, she signs off on it, and this is where we start to notice that there may be something, just a little tenuous line of distrust or something happening between Dave and Sarah. Mm -hmm. Now, they do a pretty good job of laying it on thin, but you know something is up because periodically, Sarah will walk off and Dave will stare at her just a little bit longer than he should. Right. And if she walks past another guy, then he kind of gets like a... Hmm. Like a suspicious eye on him. Like, yeah. What are you doing over there? Uh, regardless, they get uh, Mary all, you know, you get like a little, you know, uh, summer vacation montage where they're all scrubbing the decks and putting a coat of paint on her and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They get her all ready to go. 
they have a party just before they make their initial voyage. And yeah. They're doing like a test run with just the family. Uh, Dave's got a couple of other dudes there to help him. A guy by the name of Mike, who's a swarthy deckhand. Mm-hmm. And a younger kid by the name of Tommy, <clears throat> who is suspiciously interested in Dave's daughter, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Tommy, if, if that's my daughter, Tommy ain't getting on that fucking boat, dude. Nope. Nope. You're looking to finger my daughter, Tommy, mm-hmm. and you can take that shit right back on there to dry land. That's no, right. You, young lady, back on the boat, him over there with his happy fingers, <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah. he wants to call him. I don't care. Uh, but regardless, he's got – so now we're getting ready to set sail. Uh, Dave gives his notice to his boss at the tour boat company. His boss lays down some, some pretty gnarly uh, info, and this is where it occurred to me – thinking about the geography and what they're trying to do, they're sailing right into the Bermuda Triangle, buddy, on a ship that was found abandoned, buddy. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not a superstitious dude, you know, but I I am minorly observant from time (laughs) to time, and I think this might be a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, How about we take it, uh, uh, I don't know, let's go to Galveston, Texas. Yeah. The opposite direction. (laughs) Right. You know, not into the fucking Bermuda Triangle <laughs> on a ship that was found abandoned at sea. Mm-hmm. All right. Might be aliens. Could be fun. It's probably aliens. <laughs> yeah. Or Cthulhu. <laughs> At this point, I'm hoping for aliens because I want nothing to do with Cthulhu. <laughs> so that's pretty gnarly, man. But uh, his boss, lay- oh, hey, man, they found that ship abandoned. Who knows what the hell happened? They're always finding ships abandoned out there in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. You don't want to end up like them. And Dave's like, hey, it's just superstition, man. We're just going to do it anyway. But <laughs> people disappear. People disappear. Like, <laughs> You're going to be one of them. <laughs> yeah. Don't be stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what they're doing. They're going to go and try it out anyway. So away they go. Uh, next morning they set sail. It's uh, Dave, Sarah, Lindsay, the younger daughter, Mary. Uh, Lindsay's somewhat boyfriend, Tommy, who's learning how to sail. And Dave's uh, assistant, Mike. Mm-hmm. Now, about this time is when the, the uh, comments start. Uh, at one point, Dave is talking to Sarah below deck, and he, she, he's like, hey, she, you, am, I, am I being a fucking asshole here? Am I doing this? And she's like, yeah, you're totally doing this. I'm behind you 100%. And he says something to the effect of, are you sure you want to do this with me? There's nothing in the rear view that you're thinking about. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So maybe something Subtle. happened. Or someone, mm-hmm. or something, I don't know what happened. Uh, she's like, no, no, it's done, it's over, we're, we're going to do this. It's totally us. So off they go. Um, first couple of days is okay. Mm-hmm. We start off with some ooky spooky stuff. Very subtle, though, yeah. on, on the ship. Uh, nightmare sequences, a lot of yep. nightmare sequences. Uh, Sarah having these dreams about waking up in the middle of the night and finding soggy, wet footprints all over the deck. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff. Mary, the younger daughter, starts acting weird. Yeah. And motherfucker, she finds <clears throat> herself an imaginary friend named Mary. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's Mary and Mary all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's creepy, man. Yeah. Uh, now, the, the fucking course that they chart sends them around the Bahama Islands. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's going to go up north. To uh, what was it, Arabos, Arabos, or something like that? Something like some that. other weird, uh, and then up to Saint Hamilton, 
and then back down to uh, their starting point, which would be Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. which is basically the outer perimeter of the Bermuda Triangle. Right. You crazy bitch. Don't do that. Oh, that's what they're doing. So they mm-hmm. make it around the Bahamas. Everything's cool. Now things start to get a little ookier and spookier. Yep. Now this is when Tommy, who is like somewhat learning how to, how to drive the boat, mm-hmm. he's doing deck watch at night. Uh, Dave wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like, hey, wait a minute. We're adrift. The anchor's up. So he runs up to the main deck where he finds Tommy just kind of staring off the uh, the bow in like this weird catatonic sleepwalking state. So yeah. he's like, hey, dude, why'd you raise the anchor? Uh, we're like off course now, you crazy bitch. What are you doing? Tommy turns around and just starts going at Dave with a knife. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Sarah is right behind Dave and they managed to subdue Tommy and they're still pretty close to the Bahama or the Arabos, Arabos Islands. Mm-hmm. So they drop him off there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be dropping a 14-year-old kid off at a random island. Yeah, I know, I mean, right? They, they kind of wrote this off with some shit dialogue about, oh, his uncle's a fisherman. He comes through here every couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, right. So he's just going to hang out here he's by himself. He's going to sit here on the dock. <laughs> Hope his uncle shows In time up. out. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to come at me with a knife, man. I can't have him on my boat. You just keep an eye on him. Maybe his uncle will show up. I don't know. Stupid. <laughs> that part was pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. But now, uh, Lindsay, the older daughter, is all pissed off because we left her boyfriend at the Arabos Islands. Uh, it's pretty gnarly. Uh, what the hell happened to Tommy? I don't know. He just kind of went catatonic on us. Uh, now we're back uh, uh, on board and we're sailing again and we're headed towards St. Hamilton or Hamilton, um, which is great. Now we're getting even ookier and spookier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary is acting even weirder with all this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsay is pissed off because Tommy's no longer on board. Yep. Uh, Dave calls Arabos Islands to check on Tommy and that's where we find out that he hung himself. Yeah. Uh, the previous night in a uh, hospital somewhere. Son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Explain that to his parents. Don't. <laughs> left him there on the dock. He looked fine when I left him. <laughs> what the hell those Arabos uh, hospital people are doing, I have no idea. Why would you leave him on the dock? Uh, I don't know. It got kind of annoying, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was this knife thing. Yeah, it's no good, man. You can't be swinging knives at people on a boat. Uh, so off they sail again. Now things are getting ookier and spookier. More with the dream sequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, uh, Sarah wakes up one night and can't find Mary, the younger daughter. Yeah. She goes traipsing around trying to find Mary. Uh, can't find her. Crawls into like a little like cubby hole hatch and gets herself locked in. <laughs> she thinks that Mary has locked the door behind her. Uh, Dave comes and lets her out. Now, this is basically the exact same. This is the babysitter sequence from Amityville Horror. Yeah. Is what we're watching here. Mm-hmm. Except it's a little cubby hole instead of a bedroom closet. But And on a boat. And it's on a boat. <laughs> and it's not nearly as entertaining, if you ask me. Right. Uh, Dave lets her out. And this is where uh, Sarah is like, oh, my God, this boat is cursed. How about we turn around? And here comes Dave. We can't turn around. We've got everything we own on this boat. We've... Either we have to do this, we're going to make it to Hamilton, and then we'll turn around. We're past the point of no return. And they get into a big shouting match, and, you know, this boat is cursed. I don't want to hear anything more about curses. Um, Mary, at that point, uh, decides to go above deck to get some air. And we get a weird sequence here. And, like, 
they, they, a good chunk of this movie is just nightmare sequences. Yeah. And it's kind of dumb. I don't, I don't like that when we're, when we're dealing with haunted houses because really I, I have bad dreams all the time, but then mm-hmm. I wake up and I go to work and then I come home and play video games and I, <laughs> usually by lunchtime, I can't even tell you what my bad dream was about because right. I've completely written it off. Mm-hmm. So that being said, we're putting a lot of weight on these bad dreams. Um, whatever, I, that's a creative choice, I guess, but that eats up a good probably 15, 20 minutes of the movie. It's yeah. just these dream sequences. I mean, it's not to say that they're bad. Uh, at one point, Dave has one where he sees a young lady that kind of is dressed like the figurehead, mm-hmm. like trying to draw him into the darkness or something like that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. But then he wakes up and it doesn't really mean anything after that. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucks. Anyway, uh, Sarah goes above deck because she thinks she sees wet footprints leading up above deck. And Mike's up there piloting the ship or steering the ship or whatever. And then she thinks that she gets wrapped up in one of the sails and then she wakes up and she's right back in bed. Yet another nightmare sequence. Yeah. That's probably the biggest drawback of this movie. Yeah, these, too many of them. All these fucking nightmares. Yeah. I get it. You're on a boat the size of my bedroom, so there's not a lot of maneuverability or creepy stuff that can go on just yeah. because it's such an enclosed space. But you got to give me more than just a nightmare sequence. Yeah, it'd be cooler if they weren't nightmares. Yeah, or uh, put something in the water. You know, mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna have a nightmare sequence, give me a fucking mermaid or a octopus person, <laughs> octoperson. <laughs> give me some octopeople out there, buddy. <laughs> Holy shit! It's the fucking sexy uh, fish people from Cold Skin. Oh, one, yeah. one of them's got a fucking sweater on. I want to have sex with her. <laughs> I'm sure she's fine. Come on, come on aboard here. <laughs> uh, Let me fondle them gills. <laughs> I'm going to isolate that audio. And that is going in the intro. <laughs> Buddy, the fondler of gills. <laughs> All right, so that's weird. Uh, from there, the nightmares keep going. Um, at one point, Sarah, the, Sarah and Dave are now on the outs because because you know they're not speaking to each other. Sarah is trying to get cell phone service, so she climbs up on like one of the scaffolding things and tries to. I guess they had like some kind of a Wi-Fi hotspot or something like that, so that they could make calls and send text messages and mm-hmm. stuff. Gets up on there. Comes down, uh, everybody's kind of chill for a minute, so we're all having a glass of wine as we sail past Hamilton. Um, Mary is still being kind of standoffish and not herself. Lindsay makes a, a remark about how Linz, how Mary has an um, imaginary friend. She's like, ooh, scary Mary, scary Mary. So Mar- Mary grabs a wine glass and smashes it in Lindsay's face. Yeah. Barroom brawl style. Mm-hmm. Whoa! That was pretty gnarly, actually. <laughs> yeah. He's like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, naturally, she gets, like, confined to quarters and yelled at. And you just need to, to think about what you did. And um, Lindsay gets looked at. She's got, like, a little cut by her eye. But other than that, she's fine. Um, from there, we go back up. Or actually, we cut to a couple nights later. Um, Sarah is, like, going through, like, old papers that came with the uh, the the ship and she finds like a bunch of documents from previous owners, which this is, this part is actually pretty cool because it's like all these old timey pictures and newspaper mm-hmm. clippings. And uh, 
I'm not 100% sure because she's flipping through them kind of fast, but we see like old-timey pictures of previous owners, all of whom have vanished at sea. Mm -hmm. Uh, Newspaper clippings about the quote-unquote Mary. Yep. But the boat that is pictured in the newspapers doesn't look like the boat. Yeah, it doesn't match up. No. So I don't know if it's the boat itself that's haunted or just that figurehead. Because the figurehead goes from boat to boat with mm-hmm. the new owners. So that might be something. I don't know. They don't really ever get into it. But no. while that's going on, up top, Gary or uh, Dave, Gary Oldman, is like looking at the courses of the, the previous captain's logs. And he's seeing that they all set sail from the east coast of the United States mm-hmm. on a certain trajectory. And they were all headed to the exact same spot before they went missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a pattern there. Okay, right smack in the middle of the motherfucking Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, look at that. Don't do that. <laughs> and you, you, that was his idea before he even got on the boat. Oh, just go around the Bermuda Triangle, come right back. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you can't really blame that on the boat, you dipshit. That's you. That's all you. Yeah. Anyway, he realizes that, you know, uh, all these previous captains and their families have gone missing. They were all headed on the same trajectory to the same random spot in the ocean. So he's like, oh, shit, that's where I'm going. Runs upstairs or up to the uh, the main deck where Mike is piloting the ship, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna set a new course. Uh, we're gonna just just do like a 180. We're gonna head right back the way we came." Yeah. Oh no, we're not. And Mike's like, "Man, nah, I, I don't think we're gonna do that. We're making pretty good time." And he's like, "Oh, just do it. I'm the captain." And he's like, "Man, okay." And then he goes back downstairs. Uh, at this point, Lindsay is freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, there's something wrong with Mary. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sarah, um, Dave, and Lindsay go running into Mary's quarters. She's now yellow, and she's, like, coughing and, like, catatonic and yeah. spewing up water and stuff. So like, oh, my God, Mary. So um, Dave runs back up there. He's like, hey, there's something wrong with uh, my daughter. Try to get somebody on the radio. And Mike's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that either. Um, by the way, we need to. I, I never switched the course. We're still headed back to that main spot because the ship is alive, and she needs to kill everybody because it's it's no longer under your control, Dave. So we're just gonna. And here comes a big fist fight between yeah. Dave and Mike. Um, luckily, Sarah happens upon the scene as this is going down, uh, knocks Mike out in the scuffle. We get Mike subdued in his quarters mm-hmm. and somewhat restrained, I guess. Uh, and then Dave goes back up to correct the course and try to get somebody on the radio. Now, at this point, we all have to assume, uh, for whatever reason, that the ship is haunted, cursed, out to kill these people. Right. And that goes for <clears throat> our characters also, except mm-hmm. for Mary, who's still kind of in this weird catatonic state. Um, this is where things get kind of weird. Uh, Dave goes down to talk to Mike. He's like, hey. We're going back to Erebos. Uh, we're going to get you some help. And Mary's real sick. We're going to get her some help. Everybody needs a doctor. And maybe you could use a good night's sleep. And Mike is losing his fucking shit in his quarters. He's like, I'm going to help you gut them and peel their skin from their bones. Uh, Sarah and your daughters, they have to die because Mary wills it. Mm-hmm. And you're no longer in control. It's all Mary. We have to go back to that weird random place in the ocean because I don't know. I would like to know what would have happened if they got there. We're never going to know for sure. No. Nah, they would have disappeared. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> just vanish in thin air or yeah. beamed up into the sky or Cthulhu would have ate them. <laughs> I like that. Maybe there's a Kraken situation. <laughs> yeah. 
Or let's not rule out the sexy fish people. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's like a party out there. <laughs> yeah, they don't disappear. They just don't want to go back to yeah. the mainland. A bunch <laughs> of Marys. Hey, now. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> Let me see your gills. Hey. <laughs> Would you, have you met Buddy? He's single, sort of. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, the big, uh, that's all going down. Uh, everybody's freaked out now. Mary is like, she... Something wrong with her. I don't think she was like on the verge of death, but she's like coughing a lot and she's not really responsive to anything. Uh, Dave is trying to steer the ship like on a 180 course back to er- the Erebos Islands. Uh, at this point, Mike gets loose. And I'm not 100% sure what happens, except he gets loose and manages to knock everybody out yeah. on the whole boat. And now it's like pouring down rain. They're mm-hmm. in some kind of a squall. All right, that's pretty scary. Uh Sarah wakes up first, and she wakes up just in time to see Mike throw Dave overboard, which Mm -hmm. is kind of scary, and it doesn't make a lot of sense here in a minute. Um, That's happening. Uh, Mike is, like, pacing back and forth on the deck, ranting and raving about how Mary needs us to go to this place, and your souls belong to her now, just like the others and all that stuff. Um, at, At this point on the deck, though, it was only Dave, Mike, and Sarah. The girls are still below deck somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of weird. Uh, Mike like peels the tape off of Sarah's mouth, and he's like, "I'm going to throw you overboard. Don't worry, you'll be with him in a minute, and you, everything will be peaceful." And she's like, "No, don't throw me overboard. My girls, where are my girls?" He ties a noose around her neck and throws her overboard with her hands duct taped together. Mm-hmm. She splashes down underwater. She manages to grab hold of the noose and free her hands. And, like, using the noose as kind of like a guideline, she manages to climb back on board. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, Mike is still just pacing back and forth above deck, ranting and raving about Mary and getting to this weirdo spot in the ocean. Uh, Sarah was tethered to the ship. The noose was tethered to the ship by these two propane tanks that were randomly sitting above deck. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean anything just yet, but it will in a sec. Uh, she gets up, she's walking around, uh, Mike spots her, and proceeds to, to put a pretty good ass-whipping on her there in the pouring rain. Yeah. Uh, bang, 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 beats her up, uh, was thinking about possibly stabbing her with a, with a knife, but then out of nowhere, a spear gun bolt. Whoa. Phew, right through Mike. Pow. Mm-hmm. Dave somehow managed to get back on board. Mm-hmm. Don't know how the fuck that happened, because he was not tethered to anything. No. So, I don't know, but whatever, we'll just sign off on it. Uh, shoots Mike with a spear gun and then knocks him overboard. Mike is now out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave and Sarah kind of reconcile there for a second. He's like, hey, go find the girls. I'm going to get us back on course. Pouring rain, very scary. She's down below deck trying to find the girls. Finds them. They're both terrified. And there's some more ooky spooky stuff happening below deck. Now, this part I'm a little fuzzy on there, buddy. And maybe you can help me out. Was the plan at this point just to don lifesavers and jump overboard and abandon the ship? Because that's what it seemed like they were getting ready yeah, to do. That's, yeah. That's a horrible idea. That's a terrible idea. I'll take my chances on the haunted ship over the open water any day of the week. Right. Fucking sharks and Cthulhu and aliens in the Bermuda mm-hmm. Triangle versus Scary Mary. I'm, I'm yeah. rolling with Mary all day long. Yeah. But I guess that's what they were getting ready to do. While Sarah and the girls are putting their life vests on and getting ready to uh, do a swan dive right off the top deck, uh, here comes Mary herself, the real ghost of Mary, who looks a lot like Samara from The, w- the Ring. Yeah. Um, 
she does like a weird thing where Dave is like trying to pilot the ship. So she shows up and like puts like a two fingers in his mouth or something like that. Is mm-hmm. that what you saw? That's what I saw. I yeah. don't know what she did exactly. It looked like she kind of did like a... <laughs> like a fish hook. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? What is that all about? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, she gives him one of those. That's pretty scary. And then Sarah looks back, doesn't see Mary, but sees Dave slumped over the wheel. So she's like, oh, shit, what happened? I don't know. Here comes Mary again. And now she's kind of like hovering towards uh, Sarah. So Sarah grabs the flare gun and shoots one of those propane tanks. And the whole ship goes kaboom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we cut to the opening sequence that we saw, which was the smoldering wreckage in the middle of the open water as the Coast Guard races to it. And this story is intermittently uh, laced with flash forwards to Sarah telling her story to the investigator. Right. And as we get more and more of those sequences, Sarah gets like more and more despondent and kind of standoffish. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't understand. You're a mother. Mary was trying to take my girls. I couldn't let her do that. Yeah. Um, at the end, though, she kind of like snaps up and she's like, she'll never get those girls. Those girls are mine forever. At that point, it became clear to me that we're no longer talking to Sarah. We're talking to Mary. Mary, yeah. Which is exactly right. Uh, So from there, we're now at the beginning, back to the beginning of the movie, where Sarah is standing on the beach, and she's being covered in blankets and, you know, uh, given a once-over by EMTs. And then she's back at the um, Coast Guard questioning facility or whatever it was. And the detective is like, well, she believes what she says, but I don't think she knows what she thought she saw. So maybe a psych ward or something for her. Mm -hmm. And Sarah's like, I want to see my girls now. And she's like, oh, the investigator's like, okay, well, just chill for a second. I'll go see what I can do. She leaves the room and starts rolling the tape back. And that's where we see Sarah like flashing into Mm -hmm. Mary. Like the Samara-looking ghost girl. Uh-huh. And then Sarah gets up and walks out of the questioning facility, and there's a bunch of gunshots and screaming, and then that's pretty much the end of your movie there, buddy. What did you think of Mary? It's okay. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-mm. If you're hankering for a haunted boat movie, um, probably go with Ghost Ship or Death Ship first. What do you think's better, this or Death Ship? This one. How dare you? <laughs> no, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I didn't have to fast forward you. Oh, on this one. stop it right now. <laughs> How dare you? Death Ship, I'll have you know. Never mind. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not going to finish. What was that. it four It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Um, I this one's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a haunted ghost ship. If you want to see a wildly underutilized Gary Oldman, I think this is something that you'd be... It's weird seeing him just play like a suburban yeah. dad. You yeah. Know? And like him being scared and kind of having like these spaz out moments where he's not wielding a, a semi-automatic weapon or some kind of an undead fingernail situation yeah it, uh, it's just kind of strange to me yeah starting this one i was like all right gary, gary oldman's Oldman. in this yeah <laughs> and i'm like in. that was gary oldman <laughs> yeah. so he just drives a boat huh that's all he's doing not yeah. smuggling cocaine or anything or nothing all right you sure he's not an alien or <laughs> something could he, no okay well, whatever uh i say it's worth checking out it's streaming presently on hulu if you're interested uh haunted boat there you have it. That's uh, that's Mary. Let's take us a little break, buddy, and we'll come back with some other stuff, yeah? Oh, yeah. 
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, buddy. Yeah. We made it. That was Boom 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 off the new Rob Zombie album. What'd you think of that? Not bad. Very stripper-ish. Yeah. He's known for making stripper songs. Oh, yeah. I like that. I love Mm -hmm. that about him. Anybody that takes care of my girls on the pole is okay in my book. (laughs) I'm a a Rob Zombie fan anyway. I don't Mm -hmm. care what anybody has to say. Uh, Let's see here, man. Uh, How about a little What Are You Looking At? Yeah. I had a pretty busy week. I only got one show in. What are you looking at? So I noticed a trend. Oh and yeah. Maybe you'll 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 back me up on this. But whenever the whenever the word fuck a poo, a poo, like appears in a movie title, it's not going to be a good movie. Case in point, Don't Fuck in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Terrible movie. And I can now uh, second that notion with Stay Out of the Fucking Attic. Also a very bad movie. I don't know why people do that. Why would you do that? Do you just need just to... Just stay out of the attic. Stay out of the attic. That's a, that's a fine title. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's to the point. It's a little bit on the nose, really. Yeah. But... Uh, stay out of the fucking attic from 2020. Uh, attic was probably taken. You're probably right. You're probably right now that I think about it. But <laughs> put it, stay, uh, don't go upstairs. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, third floor of death. Um, yeah. Storage area of impending doom or something. <laughs> I don't Stay out of the fucking attic. What, is this written by a, a freshman in high school? Right. Come on, man. <laughs> It's not a good movie. I, it was trying way too hard to be woke. And it was very woke. A little too woke for my taste. And a little too on the point as well. Yeah. Um, it's streaming on Shudder right now. It's It's got some Nazi action. And it's... Uh, it's as soon as... Like... I don't know. As soon as you meet the antagonist. And you, you hear his accent. You know exactly where the movie's going. Aww. That guy's a Nazi. Uh, he's got a German accent. <clears throat> he's an elderly gentleman, so he's probably some kind of war criminal. Yes. Uh, he doesn't want anybody going into the basement or the attic because he's probably got some kind of Nazi experiment. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. It's not a good show, man. I say skip. Stay out of the fucking attic. And I also say uh, stay away from fucking movies with the <laughs> word fuck in the title. Because that's a juvenile way to go. Should I give, uh, can you get... Can anybody think of a good example of a good movie with the word fuck right square in the title? I can, mm. I, to be honest with you, I can only think of two movies with the word fuck in the title. Yeah. And they're both bad. Mm-hmm. So you're not setting a good precedence there, uh, freshman in high school screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's all I got, buddy. What do you got? Apparently I had a better week. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, I saw nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> Buddy, yeah. you trumped me with nothing. <laughs> you don't even have anything to complain about. <laughs> right. Buddy broke even. I'm in the hole. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, that's what we're looking at this week, you maniacs. How about some immersion therapy? You get a chance to watch Loose, big guy? Oh, yeah. Right on. 
Immersion Therapy What did you think of Lubes? It was interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, not what not what I was hoping. I dug it. I dug it because it was original. Um, that tr- that's true. <laughs> the concept behind it. It took me like it wasn't until the end that I fully understood what the hell was going on with yeah. it. Yeah. But once I kind of grasped it a little bit better, I really got I really dug it, and I was hoping uh, for a sequel. Now there's another movie called Lose. It's called Lou's Garden of Eden, uh, Garden of Evil, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has nothing to do with this. Okay. It it has something to do with like a religious. I saw it. It's got like a religious cult in it, and they're sacrificing kids because they think they're incarnations of Jesus. It's all fucked up. It's, a, it's its own title. It is. It has okay. nothing to do with this one. I I really like this one though. It's only an hour long, um, and you can't help but kind of feel for. I mean, you can't help but feel for either one of these. Both of them, really. Yeah. The girl, the poor young girl, has been beat to shit, had her life basically twisted and manipulated into a some kind of a pretzel but by this demonic possession. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have the demon who's trying desperately to get back to her. Yeah. And body high in that bizarro sequence in the airport bathroom. Oh, yeah. Woo! Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should beat off or be terrified or... Be terrified of my wiener. I don't. I don't. I don't know which way I should go with this. Yeah, because I think that was the best part of the movie. The redhead with the ending, though, with the, the uh, sound booth and all yeah. that that shit. Wow, I did not see that coming. I liked it a lot, man. It's definitely <laughs> worth a watch. I believe it is still streaming on Shutter. Is it not? Yes. Uh, it's only like an hour long. Yeah, hour ten minutes, which I really dug. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Check it out. Um, if anybody knows if there is some kind of a tie-in between lose. And lose Garden of Eden evil. I would love to know what it is. If they are somehow interconnected, I couldn't find any kind of a, a any relation, any relation, or any kind of an article that would pin them hmm. together in some kind of a tenuous way. Uh, I would like to think that maybe Garden of Evil is some kind of a precursor prequel? or a prequel, or hmm. somehow a demon was summoned in that religious cult. But and that's where it started, or maybe. But nothing is ever alluded to. But at the hmm. same time. Uh, both are subtitled, so I may have missed something in the in the minutia of it all, I guess. Okay. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Buddy, what do you got for us this week? My all right. This week, let's check out 2009's Triangle. It is about yacht passengers that encounter mysterious weather conditions that force them to jump onto another ship, only to have the odd havoc increase. Starring Melissa George mm-hmm. and her overbite. Yes. So technically, this could be considered a shark movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Check that out, inmates. We'll do the same and compare notes next week. Mm-hmm. Right now, however, we got to educate Miss Monica. Educating Miss Monica. Or me, because you're stuck with me. I am 99% sure she was Ghosts of War last week. She has yet to confirm or deny it, but I'm going to say that Alan was probably right with Ghosts of War. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her clues were something about uh, war, torn, uh, and 
Nazi or enemies encircling, but we don't have to worry about them because we're in a big creepy house. And then time travel. Have you seen Ghosts of War? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's pretty good up until the ending. Okay. Ending's a little nutty, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's what she is. So who might I be this week is what you're wondering. Well, I'll tell you what, buddy. I am a grad student trying to get my master's thesis done. Mm -hmm. And I am a little bit behind, but I was offered an excellent uh, research opportunity. All I have to do is go to this uh, remote location, which happens to be an inner city church, and uh, translate some ancient scriptures Hmm. that are coming through. And I thought everything was going rather smoothly, until uh, the um, local homeless uh, population encircled the church, and we found some pretty gnarly shit going down in the basement. And uh, nothing good happened from there. There's a, a pregnant lady uh, that was part of the research team, and she got right fucked up hmm. there, buddy. Think about that. All right. I may have made that a little too easy now that I think about it. <laughs> But we'll leave it at that. Think about that, inmates. I'll fill you in on who I am. That's, that's an easy one. Come on now. That's, that one's pretty easy. Uh, think about that. I'll tell you who I am next week. Uh, in the meantime, join us next week, inmates, for Beach House here on Terror in the, in the High Seas Month on the Padded Room podcast. Yeah. Uh, pretty good show. Uh, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this. That helps our visibility quite a bit. Uh, we do have a Patreon campaign running. If anybody is interested, the month of April is wide open. $5 donation gets you control of the entire theme of the month, plus some prize swag. You can find any information you need on that at paddedroompodcast.com. In the meantime, for Buddy, Miss Monica and Absentia, weird shit going on in the ocean, nanopods, which can swim up your pee hole, Buddy, mm-hmm. and turn you into a zombie cthulhu who is not going to fit in your pee hole but he'll still fuck some shit up uh melissa george and her shark teeth beach houses as palatial and vacationy as, as they might be uh haunted catch boats gary oldman playing a weird role uh, weird in that it's not weird now that, I, <laughs> yeah. now that I think about it and the padded room podcast I'm afraid visiting hours are over bye and have a great week time.